Welcome to Back on Our Bullshit Pod. Our guest today is is Casey Young Classic, prolific, prolific, pro, fuck, I can't prolific, talk. prolific bodybuilder, tattoo getter. And, and overall, just a right piece of shit. Yeah, I was going to say shit disturber. But I'm yeah. not famous enough to have haters, but I'm more of the level of fame where I just have a lot of people that think I'm a fucking asshole. So. Well, right on and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'll Absolutely. pay you Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pay to get onto this tour. <laughs> had to get on. Had, yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So I've known Kyle forever. I don't Decades. know how long. Uh, close to 15, 16 years, man. Yeah, decade yeah. of destruction plus five. <laughs> Fair, uh, yeah, and you've always been heavy, heavy into music of all sorts. Like when I met you, I wasn't even doing music at the time, and you had been doing music for a really long time. So I figured um, I don't know even your whole music history. So I thought I would maybe bring you in here and start off by opening the floor to what you your perception of it at least. for sure yeah when i met mitch i'd already i started off playing in like little punk bands and like junior high high school and i started uh my first tour experience i ever had i was just out of high school um and a band's guitarist in our local town called daryl's grocery bag was the band name daryl's grocery bag yeah okay dgb <laughs> um the guitarist had quit and i'd got a phone call on my lunch break I was working at a fucking lumber yard or something. And he's like, so you, I heard you're replacing me. And I was like, what? Bullshit. Like I thought he was fucking with me. And <laughs> truthfully, it was true. And I had, I think a week to learn all the songs off the album, which I already knew down hard because they were like our role models of everybody in a band that aspired to be like that in town. So I, in a week I had bit, picked up my first uh, Fender Strat, oh, my nice. first uh, four cab, four twelve cab Marshall JCM two thousand with um, stack and head, and I was on tour across Canada for three months. And I remember playing with bands like Gob. Uh, we played with Alexis on Fire before they were big. Um, <laughs> Showcore. Remember, Showcore. I'm the bone cracker. I'm the bone cracker. I'm gonna come from the hand. I'm the back attacker. Yeah, we drank with those guys. And I gotta tell you, the guitarist for that band was a fucking douchebag. Bro, that band got so big just for that one I song. I know. Oh my god, I miss the mid 2000s new metal. I still jam that shit, guys. I love me some Lip Biscuit and Corn. Um, oh, corn, corn is. It's ageless. It is. You know, and I'm so happy to see them still going strong in like today, like even, and they're even bigger now, even more of a following. And it seems to like uh, transition well to like today's kids. Unlike Nirvana, the only thing that kids these days know is how cool their fucking t-shirts look on them. Like, 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 yeah, man, don't wear Harley Davidson shirts if you can't even name one of his fucking songs. Like (laughs) that kind of shit. But yeah, so that was that. And then um, left that band. I started like learning how to produce music and stuff uh, on my own. Wrote a bunch of stuff under a project called Knives Like Slivers. It went nowhere. I played a couple local shows in Red Deer. And then I segued from that into a band called Strangers. And with my, with my friend uh, Maria. 
And um, we got signed to a label out of Chicago called Negative Gain Records, um, which if anybody is on TikTok, there's a hit track called After Dark by an artist known as Mr. Kitty. He's uh, also on that label. So shout out Mr. Kitty, what up? (laughs) Um, But yeah, that band really took off for me in terms of, it was the first time I'd ever flown overseas to play a festival in front of like 7,000 people. A festival? Yeah, it was called... I'm blanking right now. Was that South by Southwest? Yeah, we played South by Southwest in Texas. Okay. Oh my God. I can't even remember what this festival was called. It was in the UK in Bradford. Um, I'd have to look at my phone. I'll come back to that. Okay. But yeah, uh, so I was, I got to see the world a little bit. It was, and um, it was the first time being in a band where like expenses had been paid. We, there was times we were flown out on, on people's dimes to uh, play shows in, in like New York and New Jersey. And, yeah, uh, we released four albums, I think, and two EPs of Strictly Cover songs. Hmm. And about two years ago, that fell by the wayside due to just different conflicts of interest. And uh, now I've been writing solo under Young Classic, and my music is a mixture of like emo, hip-hop, metal. It's a genre bender, basically. I don't like to stay in one lane when it comes to writing music because shit gets boring after a while. <laughs> it goes all. hard, though. Thank you, man. Yeah. So do your guys' musics. And uh, I've worked with Mitch, actually. Mitch has directed and recorded and produced three of my music videos? Yes. Hopefully four I, soon here. <laughs> hopefully. Really, I love, absolutely love his fucking work, man. I remember... Uh, <laughs> Oh my God, my brain is fucking fried today. <laughs> Two six villains. Show, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. My boy Jake fucking showed me the video Mitch did for him and I was blown away. I'm like, I need to work with Mitch. And that's which, how Mitch and I got back in touch. I was like, Which Yo. one did he show you? Uh, Mobbin. Oh, Mobbin is still like, a great video and a great song. And I recommend if you're out there, check out <laughs> Two Six Villains. I don't know if they're still rocking, are they? No. Uh, Unfortunately not. That's a shame. There's all the... Uh, that fucking story you told me about the recording studio when you first oh showed up. God. Tell them about that okay, shit. Okay, so... Oh, in Jake's garage. And mm. Yeah, so in Two Six Villains were uh, Casper and Gilt. Two of, Gilt I've also known for a very long time. Gilt, yeah. Um, and Casper I've known for about four years. Casper's a sweetheart. Uh, and one day they... I had already been producing music and they asked me to come over and check out the recording studio and what they could do better with it. And I was like, sure, bros, I'll stop by. <laughs> I walk into the garage and the garage is like caving in. There's like... Literally, like, there's animals you can see scurrying around the roof in the... Like, it's not even rafters. It's just an open roof. There's a... And, like, there's this, like, egg-cartoned vocal booth that's, like, built out of pallets. And it's... It just smells like loneliness, moist fucking sexual allegations. (laughs) Yeah, and I walked in and I was like, this looks like where someone goes to get molested. Like, absolutely. (laughs) And record a triple platinum album, maybe, depending on how they survive the fucking assault. (laughs) My my favorite part of that that whole spot was the, the piss hole in the garage. That's you can piss from inside the garage to outside through a little hole in the garage door. Oh my god! (laughs) And and this hole directed straight out into the alley. Onto the yeah. And did they have like a shitty laptop that was on its last legs in this moist like? Yeah, it was like this broken ass like two thousand and like six. It ran off a Windows ninety five in sadness. No, it was a MacBook, but it was all on GarageBand, and like if you hit a button or something, the wrong button, it would just freeze and need to restart, and you lose everything. Like it was a disaster. I've been with some women like that in bed. 
hit the wrong button and they're just like, no more. I think that's most Death of them. <laughs> so that's basically been my music career. Um, I don't know. I like people are always like, you should really do more with it. I'm like, I fucking have done everything possibly like within the realms of what I'm capable of with that music. I like to write for a hobby and I don't care if six people here to 600. Like I just like writing music. Mm-hmm. My ego about being somebody big and prominent and upcoming in the I'm fucking pushing 40. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's no, like, I've, I, I got to live my dream. I'm happy with that. And I have no fucking ego about it or anything, man. I think, like, it, it's a great thing to go out and even check out, like, younger artists and see them fucking hustling and, like, mm-hmm. do what you can with what you know and, and enjoy that. But, like, for me, music has, has, has become a hobby in my life now. And, like, these guys said, prominent bodybuilder. Bodybuilding and, like, working out in health and fitness is, is number this is my number one thing in my life right now. I'm going to stop you for a sec because I want to get into bodybuilding separate from music. Um, so I noticed well, from when I first met you to – and like I understand that different musical projects are obviously going to bring out different stuff. But I would say your music before you did Strangers to now is dark, dark in comparison to – was it Knives Like – yeah, which was a lot more poppy club stuff. It was stuff. like poppy. Yeah, so... Life um, touched me inappropriately. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, my question, I guess, is like, when you did Strangers, I know that Maria is very much on that side of yeah. things. Um, but like, I think you had that in you and like, like in horror shit and yeah. everything. And But maybe oh, it just time. wasn't translating musically yet or maybe you weren't trying to translate it musically yet good call yeah with maria maria definitely molded me a lot uh we're so much alike in so many ways with our like pop culture likes of like horror movies and like certain films and like a lot of inside things that only him and i would ever get and um being in in strangers he definitely was the the front man the number one and i learned i looked i learned a lot about myself through trial and error in that band and you know it's sad that we parted ways and you know accountability is needs to be had on my end for that too where I, I was doing my own music and I felt like I wasn't making deadlines with with the with the production because I produced I produced and mastered every and written every instrumental on those every single one of those albums and every album that would would be written it would be a fucking tug of war struggle to get me to like get it done in time and and at that time the pressure and stuff and I've never been one to handle that so well in my life um it just stopped being fun and started being work and you know like the sad thing is is like that is a huge reason why we are no longer is due to my incapability to commit see things through and make appropriate changes in my in my life to uh, treat things like a business and treat them with respect and, and gratitude, which I definitely full, fully admit that I didn't. And I'm, I'm remorseful for that because, you know, it was the end of strangers, but it was also the start of other new things in both of our lives. And I have nothing but love and respect for, for, for Maria, for everything that he like held me with for the friend, for the fucking brother that he was <clears throat> in my life. And for the, for the things I learned, like, yeah, I can't even tell you if it wasn't for that guy, I would be dead right now. He pulled me out of, he pulled me out of a horror, he pulled me out of obscurity in a horrible time of my life when I was trying to clean my life up from addictions. And, you know, we struggled with that throughout the band too. But, uh, yeah. And even with the fitness stuff, like, uh, if it wasn't for him, like showing me what a good friend was, 
I would not be where I'm at or who I am today. So I just respectfully saying that to anybody listening that's a fan of strangers that's my side of the story and uh that's about as honest as i can make it without getting the graphic x-ray <laughs> details <laughs> i think that was very respectable man Thanks, i think man. the way you went through it was very respectful of expressing your opinion and taking his into consideration yeah i would say well and he's also like he's he's doing tattoo he's a tattoo artist now and uh toward the latter part of the band he a lot of the time was was consumed with him apprenticing and, you know, he still tried to make it work as best as he could. And yeah, that's, that's that. But you know, you never, never say fucking never. I mean, I don't know. I would love to record another album with him down the road sometime, but you know, we've got to talk first, but yeah, for well, now, yeah. you never know what's going to happen. Like Tom DeLong is a, apparently back in blink. <laughs> I saw that today. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I dyed my hair black in perfect timing, man. So mm. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so when uh, getting into bodybuilding, when was there an interest there that you didn't? Because like for a long time you were just a little guy, like yeah, a little film. I was a little party bod, dad bod. Yeah, guy. you know, like you weren't built, yeah. like you weren't small ever. You know, like average guy. But like, you, like your shoulders just are set wide. You know, like you weren't a tiny guy ever. You were like even when you were skinny, you weren't scrawny. No, you know, like. But uh, was there? Um, an interest then that yeah. you just like maybe was weren't quite like honed in on yet. Well, my interest at the time came in the form of powdered sugar, <laughs> booger sugar. So working out, you know, you gotta sleep the night before <laughs> um, and eat some food. Yeah, I think what happened is like I, I burnt myself out into a point in my life where I lost bi- I lost everything and there wasn't much to lose, but. Um, I had to move back to my hometown and I, I had to get clean and I had to leave, leave all the fucking people I associated with in my life behind and I had nobody. And I remember thinking like, what the fuck am I get? Like everything I thought that defined me as a person, like the harsh realization that there's no fucking substance there. Oh, I'm yeah. just a guy that partied and threw parties and mm-hmm. did and sold fucking illegal substances and who am I? And I looked in the mirror and my body for like my mid thirties was like, you know, you, you can see some wear and tear on there. And I'm like, uh, what am I going to do? I can't sit here in this basement and be depressed and shit. And I decided I'm going to get a gym membership. And the last person in the world that thought he was going to see it through was myself. Hmm. I remember making a video on my computer of me documenting my first day going to the gym and I was like, maybe I'll post it to YouTube. And I never did. And I forgot about that video. And I think it was like over Christmas of last year. I was cleaning out files on my on my fucking uh, laptop. And I opened this video. And it's that video. Oh, really? And I'm like three, four. I'm five years in now. I started doing it in 2016 when I moved home. And I was like a different person in that video. And I oh, it brought, tear, sure. brought tears to my eyes, man. And I was like, holy shit. Like I seen this through. I'm, I'm, it's it's going to be a lifelong thing. But, uh, you know, for me, like to work out and be healthy and mm-hmm. like, you know, work on my on my physique and, and stuff is great. But just actually being able to see the progress from yeah. day one to fucking a hundred percent. Now looking at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I, it's changed and molded me as a person. And it also like has helped. It disciplines me in other areas of my life. And dude, like, yeah, honestly, like no fucking ego ever. I struggle every fucking day. Like most people do with mental health, self doubt, mm-hmm. self worth. I'll look in the mirror and I could be at my very biggest in shape. And I still think I'm not good enough. And well, man, I, I, I think, still am I think... haunted by those fucking sorts of demons in my life, you know? And like, 
the fucking there's a Johnny Cash song with the lyrics the beast in me is caged by frail and fragile bars restless by day and by night he dances under stars ah. that those lyrics ring so true to me and like these guys both know like it's progress is not fucking linear man. no man and I think like no. there's a lot of like stigma between like haha this guy posts his muscles and all this shit but yeah. uh I think I I've think, gotten better with that too. Yeah, I, you know, I don't but post I think, as much flex shit. Yes, but I think though. it's fine to do that. If you're proud of the progress you're making and you're posting on your social media your progress that you're proud of, there's nothing wrong with that. No, and, and, and I'm not to toot my own horn, but there's like friends uh, that I have in my life that have gotten into fitness and like have like started their own journey and they say that like I was a huge inspiration for that. And I'm like, fuck off. Like, for real, like <laughs> me an inspiration? Like, I'm usually an example. Well, well thank you. They say have a piece of shit like you can do it. Then. Yeah, that's right. If any yeah. old fucking piece of shit like me, there's hope for you too. I believe in you. I also believe in Bigfoot, so don't put too much weight on that. But still, but like, there's no there's no harm in posting what you're proud of and something mm -hmm. that's ongoing for you and that you plan on doing for the rest of your life. Facts. If you're continuously making progress or even maintaining progress. There's no problem in sharing that on your own personal well, social media. Speaking of sharing, I'm looking over here at Cutter, and he's looking pretty fucking lean right now. I remember running into him, what, it was last year, and he's a little bit bigger, but he's looking fucking nice and slim and trim, and I, there's feelings. Like, I don't think I have to leave are. the house every day now. He walks Tucker, and that's for a good reason. His dog, <laughs> his fucking dog, he's like, when I showed up to this podcast, he's like, all good come downstairs I'm like tell him, please tell me Tucker's in I really value my testicles <laughs> and I come in and I just see I just see like fucking the door closing as Tucker's little fucking hairy hind legs are scurrying into the kitchen I'm like I get panic attacks <laughs> the fucking dog is like the macho man Randy Savage of fucking animals he's like I think I'm just gonna take a little limp little bit off your kneecaps brother yeah for the he record is, he's he a papillon chihuahua and he's 20 dog. pounds if that dog was in 1990s wrestling he would have bit the cobra that bit Fucking macho man. <laughs> <laughs> and, Jake then, the snakes. <laughs> and then every Tucker the fucker Robert. <laughs> and then every referee that came in to interfere, he would have bit them yeah. too. <laughs> it would have happened. So. Uh, okay. Uh, so you did. So you have. You've always kind of wanted to bodybuild. What? Yeah. What did do you have? Like a main drive behind when you're in the gym like is there like i because like some people get into their zone or like they like because some people get in their head and they just do their thing some people are very aware of everybody else yeah. you know like uh, where are you when you're in your like best at the gym okay well that's been trial and error and i will just be completely like transparent with what uh going from like a novice to an intermediate to, like, I'm not an advanced fitness expert, um, but what happens is like the the first couple of years I trained all natural, which means no performance enhancing substances, i.e. steroids. Um, but uh, on my third year, after I learned the basics down, I saw some of the guys in my gym and some of the guys that were go with, I'm like, there's no fucking like, how are you that fucking big? I do everything. I lift heavier than you. And they're like, <laughs> they just open up this fucking briefcase like on Pulp Fiction, there's gold in it, only it's a syringe and a bunch of fucking testosterone and trend. And that's when I discovered steroids. And um, I've been, I, I want to be honest about my progress because, uh, yeah, like I, if somebody's going to go and like achieve things and think that you can do a certain thing naturally, that's false advertising. Yeah. And like, I'd believe me, I can lift heavy and stuff, but 
um, what, what happened in my life that I learned the hard way is that the first year I was on juice, the fucking world owed me something. Oh my God. They fucking, I was on trend and test. And I remember trend would fuck with your head so bad. I would go be Eagle lifting in the gym and fucking whatever. Try to like Smith press or bench press way more than I fucking should, but I could do it cause I was on fucking steroids. That doesn't mean it's good for you. <laughs> so, uh, I'm in my fifth year and yes, I still cycle, but on low doses, I don't, I don't, uh, cycle, uh, performance, like bodybuilding, like, uh, amounts of steroids. I do it just for an edge and uh, like, it's, it, it's a bit of a cheat for sure, but I don't ego lift anymore. I go into the gym with a routine where I say, Hey man, if it's arm day, I'm going to wear a fucking hoodie. So I don't sit there and I'm obsessing about my pump and I'm fucking falling in love with myself in front of the mirror. And I used to do that because trust me, it's a new toy. You get fucking muscles on your body and that's all you want to fuck. You just go in there and you're just fucking, no, I better just look at that and take selfies. But I, I learned that, um, you cover up uh, whatever day you're working, cover that part, body part up. So you're not looking at it and yet. Yeah, Makes you know, and I don't lift heavy anymore because that's stupid. And I, and I do see young kids in there that like are fucking lifting heavy, but the rest of their fucking workout, they do like one set of a fucking heavy lift. And then the rest of them, they're sitting on the bench with a fucking TikTok video recorded and yeah. fucking Bane code over top. You better adopt to the dock. I was born in it. And then the fucking Frozen remix kicks in and they're like sitting there on the bench with their hood up like my girlfriend left me. <laughs> That's fucking fitness in 2022. Like Braxton fitness. Here's, here's a question for you. Where is your injection spot of choice? Oh, shit. You guys want to... Oh, this fucking... I love you guys. This is going to be a good story. <laughs> I didn't so, even know that was a question that was going to be asked, to be honest. <laughs> my injection sites on my dick. <laughs> no. All right. So, funny story. I almost died. <laughs> Because what? I'm a fool. I never told you this story, but Wait, my fucking third start bottom. with where you almost died. He just asked you where your favorite spot was. Before, okay, the, when I first started shit. pitting, there was four months that I started, tried to start pitting before that. And what happened is that I got some tests from a guy at work and the needles and everything. Well, what I didn't know was shit about what I was doing. <laughs> So he gives me this fucking needle and the thing was like a fucking horse needle, man. The thing was so fucking huge. Like I was like, oh, if he gave it to me and then I just filled the fucking syringe with three ML of fucking tests. No, you didn't. That's way too fucking much. I was going to say that sounds like a lot. Yeah. yeah, I do. One mil is one CC and that's yeah. whatever. That's what I usually do. Just whatever it is. I'm on test 400. So that's 400 milligrams in one CC. And uh, I put it in my ass. And then two days later, I went on a fucking road trip to a metal show in Vancouver with my friend. <clears throat> but the day after I pinned was the day I left and my ass was really fucking sore. And I'm like, maybe that's normal. It's a pin. It's, it's going to hurt. <laughs> well, that fucking redness, by the time I got to fucking uh, Vancouver and we were staying in, we were staying in fucking, uh, what's that? What's that fucking shitty area? Hastings. East Hastings. There, the hotel was right there. We got the hotel. She's like, well, I got to leave overnight because I got to go across the ferry and see a friend. So I'm in this hotel and all of a sudden my fucking ass has got this like cyst in it, a bump. Oh, and I'm starting to feel feverish. It's like day three and I'm feeling sick. And I wake up the next morning and she wasn't there to pick me up because she, she got rain, a rainstorm on the ferry. And I'm like, I'm fucking dying. I have to feel like something's up. I walked out of that fucking hotel with my bags. I had to fucking catch a bus. I had no idea where we're going. Somehow I had to walk uphill like three miles to this and fucking plus 30 fucking heat with these huge suitcases on rollers fucking like dying. And I'm like, I, I get to the hotel room and I, I lay down and I'm like, it's getting worse. And I'm like, 
I got to go to a fucking emergency room. I'm fucking freaking right out. So I go to emergency and they're like, holy shit. They pulled my pants down. It was a fucking abscess at this point. It was bunk test. And I, I fucking pierced a hole so big that that got infected. Plus, it filled up into my subcutaneous fat and it created an infection. And I'm getting sepsis from this infection. They cut it open and they fucking perform a surgery on me. And they fill that shit up with fucking yards of gauze, man. Yards of gauze. So hold on, hold on. Like, yeah. what's going through your mind at this point? Like, you, like, how quickly was it from like in going to there to like where you're talking yeah. about right now? It was within snap, snap. twenty four hours. I but went from feeling okay. no, like from when you entered the hospital. Being oh, like, this something's oh. fucking wrong, dude. Yeah, they they've looked at me when I sat down to do my intake. Like we got to push you through right away. They could just tell. Oh, they knew. I was uh, oh. walking up there. I've never experienced that feeling in my life. I was disoriented. I was having a hard time remembering shit. I was like blacking, kind of blacking out. But that's hard to explain. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, for the next um, two months. I had to go and get that fucking gauze pulled out yard by yard and replaced. There was a three inch fucking hole in my butt. My friends at work knew they called me dirt. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's it's fucking healed now, man. I never told you that, eh? I not in that much detail. I think like we like maybe (laughs) glossed over it one time. The fucking gauze. I can tell you. You think you want to know pain? That dry blood gauze coming out of a crusty hole every fucking time, and then they pack it back in. Oh, dude. Oh man. I can't even. I learned my lesson. Now I just do steroids in my shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'll see it. (laughs) So that's where I do pin. And that was the answer to the question. (laughs) Now I do. But I do pin in, in my shoulders. But even those, man, they're getting fucking shot. I put a needle in there the other day. It was fucking squeaking and bending to get in there. I was like, Ugh. and it's just like one of those so things. Scar tissued up. You're, you're sitting in the fucking mirror in your bathroom and you got this needle in your arm and you're just like, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> just sitting there and you just watch it going. And like sometimes it is like, you got to be careful. Like I've, there's been one or two times that I've like uh, pinned and I pulled out and like squirts of blood came out because you hit a capillary. But I remember the, when I first started pinning and doing it right, I was terrified. I fucking hate needles, man. I, I, I hate needles. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to ignorantly say, because I don't know shit about this, but I'm going to ignorantly say oh, that I, I just suggest against doing it. See, and so did all and the I'm recently also, I, I'm three ex-girlfriends that, of mine would agree. I'm saying and that I have ten doctors. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I, I'm ignorantly saying this. I don't know anything about a safe way, a non-safe no. way, or whatever. I'm just just personal opinion, and everybody can do oh, whatever dude. the fuck. Yeah. I don't care. I don't judge I'm you. I'm on your side about it, and, and I, I don't judge bad. you for doing it, so you know. I think everybody should do whatever the fuck they want to their body because it's theirs. But it's unhealthy, man. Like, and uh, the truth is, uh, like, the longevity of that and, like, the, the risk of, like, blood clots, like, immediate cardiac arrest and stuff. For what I'm doing, like, yeah, I want to get off it at times, and I have, and my life is always better. But I feel fucking like shit. Like if you just like I'm pushing 40. So for me to like uh, go off of like uh, testosterone now, it would shut my my system is completely shut down. And I did that once. And I'm telling you, it was fucking hell, man. Like it it, like you feel like a withdrawal thing or is it because your body doesn't produce it? It's not withdrawal. Like, you know what the truth is like about steroids is that it's a mental withdrawal. I feel smaller. I feel weaker. I was going to say, because, yeah, you're going to the gym, you're not lifting as heavier as I, I'll tell you right now I, I'm on a, I've just started another cycle and I was off for clean for two months nothing and and it takes about two months for it to clear out your system so I didn't have any side effects mm. and I just started doing another stack of fucking test 400 and DECA 
and I'm on week two and it's immediately, I can see differences like physically and in the gym. Yeah. And that's the addictive part. I can, I can achieve something like truthfully, I achieved physically like what most guys would train like fucking eight, nine years for. I did it in two. Yeah. Cause I like, yeah. you know, like I, and I'm committed to my training too. Like, don't get me wrong. And so it is about diet. And I don't just, you don't just take steroids and get fucking muscular. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's a lot no, of there's a steroids. routine that has to follow it or else you're not doing anything with what the steroids yeah. give. And like, even like, you know, like fucking partying on that shit. But what it does to your mind too, like they say, roid, roid, roid rage is a real thing. I have, I notice it, especially when I'm driving. Like somebody well, will fucking it. give me a bad day. I've noticed it when you're driving. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These guys, fucking Mitch, Mitch, Mitch has got to be like the only guy in the world that it, like he's drove with my bullshit so many times. He's like, y'all think we're gonna die, but I know we're gonna survive somehow. Uh, yeah, I'm the only person in the vehicle. Everybody flinches, like, he, he and I'm just I'm, I'm in a horrible full relax mode. And it's like it's partially a because I've been told if you're gonna get in a horrible accident, be relaxed. So <laughs> I, if Kyle's driving like a crazy person, I'm like I'm just gonna sit here as relaxed as possible and trust this fucking airbag. If so, like I'm not driving, so if something happened, what the fuck am oh, I gonna do? Man. Jump out of the car right now? I'm not. Fucking Mitch and I, yeah, like to speak on our friendship, like fuck, man, I've some of my best times have been with you and like uh like when you started djing and you started getting into music i would come to your house and you had your fucking newmark set newmarks right was that yeah yeah, yeah. newmark set up and i'd be spinning some really cool shit and i think like the first show you played with us was at slumland and you're like i was like fucking super happy and then mitch fucking got up one day and he vanished from everybody's life for like a decade and we never (laughs) talked and there was no bad blood but that guy woke up in the same we lived in we come from the same place and we don't don't fucking say what town it is but like (laughs) mitch got out early and (laughs) made himself a fucking awesome life down here in where he resides now and i'm fucking so happy and i remember like running like connecting with him and it was like fuck last summer was lit with the right off the hop man canada day oh my dude like like last summer was chaos seeing his photography like with screamers and i know you've got a different site now that that link's dead is it or yeah i lost that account (laughs) i don't know how to get yeah if anybody hears this unfollow that account because i can't get in it i've tried (laughs) multiple times like instagram was like we don't believe that that's your account i was like yo bro i have linked accounts to it it just won't let me log in i don't know what you want i fucking hate i got hacked out of my account like last winter or like even oh like, yeah no no this year i remember, remember? That. that was yeah that wasn't too long ago and i felt i'm ashamed to say this but i was like who am i <laughs> with this new account and like a hundred followers of people that i really know like that's, fuck that that's like the example of getting off your 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 performance enhancing uh, drugs yeah. you guys have tiktoks no get me neither there's, there's I'm not one t- for the podcast yeah but, that's different but yeah. like, if you put up a tiktok one. to fucking make these like ridiculous cut cookie cut out fucking shit like get go back to school get a fucking job like you're embarrassing yourself <laughs> i don't know I man don't. if some of those people make a lot of money i know people have said that i could do tiktok yeah, and i'm like I, I just that would be the end of me that's and like fucking giving me three million dollars you already like, do it on your instagram stories is yeah. the thing you could just do it on a different app and get way more people laughing about it i was gonna say because like those things get like millions and millions of views that's what i'm saying like even right? like, like a low i would have to fucking not be on tinder one. for that fucking night that would be my new tinder <laughs> it probably could turn into it for you if you used i'm it. not on tinder but i am newly single and i'm looking for somebody new to ruin my life again so if you hit me up on nexopia <laughs> so, <laughs> Next-opia. i'm old school i have myspace nexopia and fucking grinder oh shit no wait, wait that's still relevant you never know 
I'm open to fucking, you know, if he buys me a drink at least. I really hope like you start dating someone like now and then whenever this drops, they just hear you say that saying I'm newly single. <laughs> I hope that when they hear it, shit's going really bad between us, I'm like, I, I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Just drop the bomb on them. Like, ah, shit. I guess we have to break dropping up. Dropping bombs, dropping balls. Fucking like, I've never been lucky in love. But lucky for me, I'm good enough looking to keep making mistakes for the rest of my life. So it's kind of, I'm the Konami code of fuckboys. Like every time I feel like there's no more, I just go left, right, left, right, select, start, A, B, A, B. Here we go. Hi. Yeah, I got the game genie codes for bitches. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm old school like that. <laughs> oh, kidding. So you mentioned that my dog is like, uh, evil ma- macho man. Yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to dive into it. We'll, we'll dive into wrestling a little. You want to do some? I can do a few fucking wrestling no, we don't impressions. Even go, well, you can do them as we go through it. <laughs> that wasn't style. just an invitation for you my, to do wrestling impressions. Have you ever heard my phone call? If, if you want to start, <laughs> if you want to start the wrestling conversation with the impersonations, we can, or you can save them for when we get there and Let's then just there. throw them. Okay. okay. Okay, so we all love wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> so you're a little bit older than me. So when did you like? What era of wrestling was it? When like who was? Let's go with who was the champion when you can remember. Okay, so uh, the moment I remember loving wrestling was obviously my first favorite wrestler, Hulk Hogan. Uh, the fucking rubber wrestlers that didn't move; they were just like yeah. in an H position, and they came with the ring. Were those, I had were those all- the ones you could put in the microwave and they would melt? And yeah. Blow it up? yeah. Yeah. I have a story about my brother doing that. My mom got so mad. You didn't wrestle with him. You'd fucking performed experiments on yeah. those fucking things. Man. Just <laughs> and they were like thick. Like that thing was built like a fucking sex toy, bro. There's more rubber on Hulk Hogan than there probably was on your girl's dildo. And like, yeah, you're going through like, get the ring and shit. But that Hulk Hogan was my first, but I was born in 82. So I kind of grew up young, but like my real era yeah. of wrestling when I really was old enough to like, was like the 90s, the new generation, Hitman, fucking Shawn Michaels, Doink the Clown, fucking Bam Bam, Big Love, Diesel, Razor, Ramon, Rip Scott Hall, bro. Big love, big love. Uh, Okay, cool. Uh, Who was your favorite wrestler out the gate? Uh, in the like, ninja, oh, yeah, Undertaker was, and Brett the Hitman Hart and Shawn Michaels. Okay, that's oh, a, yeah. it's a fucking trilogy. That but that HBK was before the Attitude and, Era. That's yeah, a whole nother situation. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Oh. When Shawn Michaels was all bejazzled and wearing yeah. like little mirrors on his fucking the red yeah. oh dude yeah he with the fucking just like, wore yeah. like BDSM so outfits down to the oh, ring yeah. and then we rip them off like chaps and I'm watching this as a kid and I'm like he is just a sexy boy he's <laughs> like boy right? you're singing the song <laughs> as he's coming down that fucking theme song though it's Jim so Johnston who write, wrote the music they fucking fired him recently really? but you know Jim Johnston's responsible for sexy boy Stone Cold Steve Austin theme G-Gen- oh no G-Generation X was a band I can't remember they sound like exactly yeah. like Ray Rage Against the Machine, like, but I, man, when DX's know, theme song hit, oh, that fucking theme song was the best. That was, that's man. one of my favorites. Stone Cold Steve Austin's theme song still fucking asked yeah. me up. That glass shattering, no, fuck yeah. No, I can I can fully say though, my favorite theme song was Chris Benoit's. Yeah, it was our, it was our Lady Peace, man. Oh yeah, yeah, right. They did. They they remember when they did the Disturbed remix of uh, Stone Cold's? Oh, the game Triple H's fucking. Oh, everything's Motorhead. No, but yeah, that fucking song too. Triple H's Return in two thousand. 
2002 yeah. gave me goosebumps when he came back. Like fucking, he's just jacked in that. In the jean jacket yeah, with the leather. Yeah, right, yeah, no, yeah, it was, it yeah. was a jean vest over a leather, leather jacket. Yeah. He's like, and he's I was, I was, you forgot who the hell I am. I was honestly thinking about I was he, thinking about this today because I was just bored at work watching a bunch of wrestling stuff. <laughs> These guys always send me he, like fucking random wrestling <laughs> shit. And I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, in, in his, like, yeah, the jean vest over the leather jacket, he, like, it had been like a puffed leather jacket. Too. Yeah. Because he, oh, yeah, like he looks like four times. Man. He, he <laughs> was fucking buddy. Like, oh, dude, remember when him and Scott Steiner fucking did the pose off? And I was like, yeah. hey, Scott Steiner, big Papa Pump, Holly, if you hear me. Yeah. Like, he was big too. But Triple H, he didn't start like that. Remember when he's Hunter Hearst Helmsley? Yeah. Like, yeah. The oh, yeah. Had, like your average, like, yeah. not blue blood. Shape, but like normal build. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, we're getting way fucking ahead of ourselves. Yes. This whole podcast could be about wrestling. I want to come back and do a strictly like wrestling trivia, yeah. like with you guys. <laughs> we could. So my favorite when I was ultimate warrior first, Oh shit! I liked ultimate <laughs> warrior. I, I really liked Hulk Hogan, but like, I think I liked ultimate warrior better. Mm -hmm. He just and had more pizzazz. He was just crazy as fuck. And he said he was from space and I love space. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, you came here. Yeah. And like, and then macho Hulk man, Hogan. And then it was Macho Man, and then it was Hogan, probably. And then later on, I loved Razor Ramon right away. Oh, yes. Yeah. Fucking, what a great character. That, like, all that Chico. You're like, imitating Scarface, as all yeah. that was yeah. was a Scarface. Yeah, yeah. but he, he had different hair, you know? That was it. Yo. Yeah, before, yeah, before everyone. Hey, yo. <laughs> yeah, speaking of hey, yo, we're going to get into the NWO here, I'm assuming. Oh. Yes. They changed <laughs> the face of wrestling and how people got paid. If it wasn't for their contracts that they got in WCW and what they did, like, yeah, WCW went under, but fucking, man, I remember when ended. oh, dude, I, I stopped watching WWF and started watching WCW when Sting turned into the Crow Sting, which was also Scott Hall's idea. Did anybody know oh, that? Really? Did you know, know that, that was Scott Hall's idea? No. Yeah, yeah. Scott Hall came up with the idea that Sting should be like a, a vigilante and dress like the crow and hang from the rafters. That was all Scott Hall's idea, man. That's awesome. Yeah. There's a fucking ton of interviews. Visionary. Yeah. yeah that's cool. <laughs> but when Sting was like that, man, I used to love, like, I would watch that whole episode just to see fucking Sting come down off that fucking, like, string line. Uh, what mm -hmm. do they call those? Uh it was just like a uh, uh, zipline. Yeah, zipline, yeah. yeah. He'd come down from the rafters with his bat and he'd fucking give him the scorpion death drop. Yeah. Fucking, yeah, yeah. But yeah, NWO was the coolest. I, I still, I have an NWO t-shirt, man. They're so fucking That's rad. awesome, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man, NWO was the tits. I got they a were just too sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and, but like life. original and NWO versus like, because like, it became a weird thing in WCWF for a while. It was like there was the NWO and then there was the NWO Wolfpack yeah. and then there was the Latino World Order and the Blue World Order. And I forget what all there was. Yeah, that that was when they were just fucking, they were like running on their last legs. Like there's too many New World Orders and now it's just like the Who World Order. <laughs> yeah. Latino World Order. Yeah, but they had like Guerrero and like fucking Rey Mysterio. Oh, rest in peace, it. Eddie. Loved Eddie yeah. you find, do you guys find yourself saying that about the rest of you grew up with the rest in peace? Oh, yeah. That's steroids. Yeah. Well, um, well, not well, all. Some of it. Some but of it was murder. Like Benoit was one of my favorite wrestlers. I, what do you think about Benoit's thing? Do you think it was conspiracy? Do you think there's more to that story? Do you think that he literally murdered his family? I think I he think did. He yeah. murdered I don't, his family because he had severe what, what CTE. Makes you, what makes you think maybe that it wasn't? I don't know, man. It just seems like like I, there's some mysterious. Well, like, here's, here's the thing, though. Uh, because there was some shit, there was some phone calls that were made. 
before he died. Well, he had severe CTE because he got his move, the flying headbutt <clears throat> from a-, a dude. I forget who it was, but they, they had the whole yeah, story. Yeah, Dynamite Kid. Was it Dynamite yeah, Kid? Yeah, Dynamite Kid, yeah. Uh, and... He got. He ended up getting like severe CTE. Oh, he ended up in a fucking wheelchair. That yeah. was. Uh, he was married. But to, then he uh, he got Bret he Hart's got sister. he got that move from another wrestler, who I think he also like got into a bar fight and absolutely just snapped and just like fucked a guy up and then dude, up, yeah, like yeah. dying and whatever, concussion like, syndrome, yeah. And then Truth. they, yeah, he had also had CTE because they all had a flying headbutt. Okay, so think about this. It's you know it's a work, which it's a work, which means the the outcome is predetermined. But for people to sit and say wrestling is fake and those, I've been in a wrestling ring and I took a bump. Yeah, it fucking hurts. Have you ever been in a wrestling ring? No, it's fucking hard, man. It's it's a two by eight or two by six fucking plywood over a fucking metal frame with a spring in the middle for a little gift. So when you see people performing power moves, they do them in the middle of the ring because there's, that's the most gift. But if you see people taking bumps, like, uh, on the corners, feeling it. Oh, it fucking hurts. You know, you have to know how to fall. Yeah. But even me and Mitch were talking about this, even before we started this, uh, I was watching the hardcore match with, Edge versus Mick Foley. Oh, that's fuck. wild. Like, yeah, yeah. But he threw him onto the, the steps at one point, and he just hit the corner of it, spine first. And Foley always falls with yeah. his whole ass weight into it, man. Like, yeah. there's no gift. Yeah, that guy's legit. And like, he fucking like Hell in the Cell yeah, is a prime example. Off twice. Fuck yeah. me, dude. <laughs> Who else? Fucking Shane O'Mac fell off the fucking cell too. I will always give it to Shane O'Mac. Yeah. He has taken some serious like, yeah. jumps. Shane's taking like bump he, after he, bump after bump. Whether they looked staged or not, he took those falls. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I could sit. We could sit and talk about wrestling forever. Like, <laughs> what about AEW? Do you ever watch AEW? Yeah. With CM Punk's latest shit with the fucking. Well, he's just an ego douche. Yeah. So here's the thing. He's all sitting there like talking about. I'm beat up. I'm old. And this, I'm like, you're 41. And Kevin Nash responded on his podcast. He's like, that's cute. Like, he likes <laughs> Phil. But Phil's like, CM Punk's always trying to be like mm-hmm. this grizzled veteran in the locker room. I'm like, bro, you're 40 fucking one, man. Yeah. Like, and you are a fucking asshole. And oh, yeah. like, I, I love CM Punk, but I feel like his career would have been way better had he not came back. Now he came back and he's basically fucking like tarnished his career, man. Like, oh, yeah. well, he's burned yeah. like every bridge. And some shit's being said. Like, he's but he comes left. out and he's like, I want to work with the young talent, yeah. all this and that. And then you just like go bury everybody and you fucking are an asshole in the locker room. And it's it's so transparent to see that. Remember when he got his ass kicked in the UFC like a motherfucking oh, yeah, one rounder? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Best in the world, yeah. Best, best in nowhere. There's, there's certain people I like in AEW. I'm not totally sold on it yet. It seems like yeah. some of those dudes are being way crazier than they need to be on a yeah. weekly basis. Somebody's mm-hmm. gonna get really fucking badly hurt. Soon. And that's how you know you're old. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's gonna get really <laughs> hurt. I love they it. Put that out. But like, it's the it's the spots they miss or they fuck up. Like they're fucking up worse and worse because the spots are getting bigger and crazier all the time. Yeah. And it's like only put the people you know can take those fucking bumps and spots. And there has to be trust spots. between your players. Yeah. And if you have, uh, like, let's say like CM Punk working with the young bucks that they just had that legitimate fight. You think there's in ring trust? No, no. You know, Someone's if you go to get hurt, hurt. fucking draws, remember D'Lo Brown fucking paralyzed him for life. Yeah. I've yeah. seen in ring accidents. Yeah. Owen Hart falling from the fucking rafters. Oh, uh, that one new Jack. Oh, he you fucking off the scaffold. Rip new Jack. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Or the fork when he fucking cut that guy's head open and just stabbed, yeah. literally beat the, Shed of an old man, I yeah. dude, you get it. 
Yeah. I did. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I love that anybody listening that never watched wrestling is like who? <laughs> well, New Jack was crazy. I mean, they, man. everyone knows WWE, but New I Jack. I like was, the Iron Sheik. Said New, nobody ever. New Jack is barely even in WWE. He's in there for that guy. That guy used to fight short, high and blow, man. Like, yeah. I, I, did you watch the, yeah, yeah, Dark Side of the Dark Ring? Dark Side of the Ring. He was he said, fucking his, coke right on every match. Was, I was the only one op- open and proud about doing blow backstage. <laughs> <laughs> and now, yeah. And you could tell in those fucking, that guy was ruthless. Though, oh, man. Yeah. What was his, uh, what was his fucking natural born killers? Was that his like his tag team when he was in EC, remember ECW oh, when it yeah. was like underground? I remember yeah, I first time I saw an ECW it. tape was up when I was on tour with DGB and this fucking like cliche, like wrestler kid that you would look like that had like these underground VHSs of ECW mm-hmm. went back to his house. Cause he said our bank could stay there for the night. It was a fuck. The first time I ever saw a hoarder house, dude, this oh, fucking no. house. And he's like, oh. y'all should try some of my mom's spaghetti. Gross. And it was all fucking dark. And she's like in the living room. And I'm like, I had this like old VHS camcorder that I was documenting the tour. And there was shit everywhere. Oh. And I just like, I remember like, just like catching a leg of hers and she's like, turn that shit off. And I'm like, clicked it off and I just remember the smell of like not healthy spaghetti in there I think if, if you watch back that that tape it would look like the opening of like Texas Chainsaw or something <sighs> oh speaking of horror but yeah we'll segue into that later <laughs> we're not done talking about wrestling. So we're still on wrestling oh speaking of wrestling what happened to Vince McMahon he got fucking he finally he got stepped his down. he stepped down at a convenient time of a lot of allegations, allegations. but what else is new? He, you know, props to Vince. He got through a lot before Have you this. Not one. seen all the promos from late nineties. Like Vince totally did all that shit. He knows he <laughs> oh, did. Oh man, I'm pretty. Sure. Oh fuck, man. What do you guys think of Bork Laser, Brock Lesnar? Oh, I think Bork Laser. <laughs> Bork Laser. I, lo- I, I think I like Brock Lesnar is better he's now fucking, in the legit, last though. like two years than he has been ever. Yeah, like he's, he's funny now. Yeah, he's, he's like a farmer. Back, comes like out like on his I think it's because he does, he's not putting on a persona anymore. That guy, I'm going to tell you right he, now. He always used to be like just this big, yeah, like I have to be dude. a beast. Now he can just show up now on a like, tractor. A farmer. <laughs> There's no fucking <laughs> realm of my life that if I was ever somewhere like at a bar and a, a Brock Lesnar's like, there's no getting around it. He's he wants to fight me. That there's any like man enough in me to be like I could take him. Like if you ever look at fuck, he looks he looks like the fucking human version of a fucking pit bull yeah. on fucking steroids. Like that guy oh, is absolutely. the beast incarnate man. Yeah. And not only that, he is legit tough. I saw him take a couple L's in, in uh, UFC, but it like it's but still he's still fucked guys, dude. Up. And he's Canadian. He's from fucking Saskatchewan, man. Yeah, he lives yeah. in Saskatchewan. He lives in, he's, not, he's not from Saskatchewan. He lives in Saskatchewan. Right. He's from Minnesota. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. ever hear about him and Mr. The Plane Ride from Hell when him and Mr. Perfect were wrestling? Yeah. And Mr. they went Perfect. into the fucking oh, exit door. Like smashing. <laughs> and they cut him. Doc Hendricks' yeah. fucking Michael P.S. Hayes ponytail <laughs> and shit. And they're like, Ric Flair's walking around with his dick out. That's why he got canceled. Like, who, who did they, who did they drug? Uh... They oh. drug some and they slipped a bunch of sleeping pills in his. And the, yeah, thing. it was fucking Michael PSA's Doc Hendricks, okay. and they cut his ponytail off. Oh, that's yeah, because yeah. they yeah. thought he was yeah. annoying. That shit would fucking piss me off. Sometimes I think if I had long hair and I woke up and so I was at a party and somebody cut my fucking long hair off. Yeah, that would fucking. Like, well, they brought it out on the next episode of whatever. Yeah, yeah a lot of <laughs> these guys are fucking idiots though because they go on these shows and then like two weeks later they're canceled. So like, you want to hear some shit we did back in the nineties with? <laughs> so there was these fucking stewardess that were touching Rick for. His dick and Rick's is like, whoo, whoo, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Now where's Rick Flair? Not in the Hall of Fame, not on nope. AEW. He's but he's got a YouTube channel now. 
Yeah, he's, he's still, okay. he can still watch him. Yeah. Well, that's what they're they're arguing about with Vince McMahon. Was if he should be inducted into the Hall of Fame or not? No, they won't even fucking abduct. You think there would there would Absolutely. not be a WWE <laughs> as we know it? Yeah, no, yeah, 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 not. Yeah. He made the thanks, man. Yeah. He made the company. Yeah, of course. And you know how he did it with ruthless aggression and a lot of hush money. Yeah, yeah. Well, settlements. So, who's your favorite wrestler now? Oh, right now. Either it could be from any any of them. Mm, well, let's man. say mate. Yeah. No, I mean like that's currently active. Oh, so, currently. Sorry. Uh, I, I know that Macho Man's your can favorite. Can I be honest with you? Like I don't fucking. Well, yeah, that's right. We do Macho Man or any savage impression. So what you plan on doing that Cobra, brother? Yes, sir. <laughs> Just want to remind this podcast that I am the Sahara Desert and you two are nothing but a grain of sand. Dig <laughs> <Dug> it. Uh, <laughs> And that's the bottom line, you piece of trash. Gustavo said so. <laughs> okay. All right, now that those are out of the way, fuck. So who is your favorite active? Even if you don't have, like, one that you're super into, like, fuck one that man. you're, like, a little yeah, more like stoked. That Bray Wyatt. But he's, he's not, he's not right currently now? active. It's a, it's no, gonna happen. Maybe he might be. I'm active. gonna say uh, for this. He's I'm going to say active. because I'm saying this before it happens on Saturday. This happened on October sixth. It's pretty so, sad that I don't have say, anybody really come to mind in today's wrestling. I think today's wrestling is garbage. I'm gonna say Bray Wyatt returns to the WWE on October eighth. Yeah, yeah. yeah the White Rabbit shit is definitely him. Yeah. It's October sixth today. Uh, I record. like Seth Rollins. I like Seth Rollins. Um, Seth Rollins is good. Um, I'm trying to think. I haven't really watched. I'm, I'd be lying if I said I'm current with WWE's roster. Seth Rollins, I really dig. Or uh, AEW, it doesn't have to. Just or GCW be. or anything. Fucking then, Ring of Honor. Didn't Ring of Honor get bought out by AEW? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's bought out or if it's like a. Yeah, contract. I'm gonna have to go with Bray Riot. Bray Riot. Bray Wyatt. Uh, but you know what? The one thing I do will say, like, is like girls wrestling's gotten better. It it, it really it's has. like actually not like divas with titties yeah, and pillow fights, fight which I don't mind that either. That. But like, there's some fucking amazingly yeah. talented female wrestlers. But uh, I'd have the. I went through a phase where, uh, dude, yeah, the last fucking wrestler I liked in. WWE was was remote 2014 when I stopped watching it. It was a CM Punk when he was at his peak. I thought, like, fuck, man. Like, oh, dude, I was all about Punk. And, it, like, he just, like, like he dropped that pipe bomb. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? I remember watching him. I didn't give two shits about him for the longest time. Well, CM Punk. And then I, like, really got into it. But then, like, I fucking kind of feel bad to say it, But, like, he's kind of, like... He's become a character of himself. He's playing a role of CM Punk now. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it, yeah, everything has gone to his head. Yeah. Like, cause he, well, I think that's why he just left UFC right away. Cause he realized, oh, you can't script me to the top. Cause when he was in WWE, he just, yeah. as soon as he got the championship, he was just was egotistical dick. Oh, yeah. And same thing with AEW. Yeah. Okay. I would say I was active is Penta. From AEW, I don't know if you will know who that is. I just love the way that the Lucha Bros. I like are. Brian. P oh, Lucha Bros. Yeah, they're fucking crazy. Do you know that fucking Tarzan boy is fucking is a Jungle Boy or Tarzan boy? Jungle, jungle boy. boy is Luke Perry's kid from I didn't know. I didn't know that. Yeah. Really? Yeah, dude. That's hilarious. I didn't yeah. know that. I cool. That's Come on, you know. <laughs> I just learned not too long ago. Uh, Hook 
Like oh, the FTW I champion. Fucking, what's happening with Hook? Uh, he's the FTW champion. <coughs> he's not in AEW now? Yeah. Oh, he yeah. is? Yeah, he's still the FTW champion. Hook is legit. I bet you because that guy could fuck you up in real life, man. Do you know? He's Taz's you, kid. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Taz. I did not know that. That is. I fucking love Hook. There's by the such way. different, like, Send characters Hook. in the ring now. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Like, Hook looks like he could be an Abercrombie and Finch model. Yeah. And he fucking goes in there and he pull, he does he, his... Like, he looks like Travis Barker would produce an <laughs> album for him. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have enough tattoos. By the way, this podcast features Travis Barker on drums if you stay till the end. <laughs> I'd love to see a Travis Barker featuring shit. <laughs> Me on drums, yeah. Like... Uh- yeah. Why is Macho? Why was Macho Man your your overall choice? Uh, his like you know I got in. I like the character, but he wasn't really playing the character. He was a more amped up version of himself. And like the fact that like the older I got, the more I understood Macho Man's fucking like way he was, and just like him yeah. with his like pr- his fucking coked out promos. He comes in, he's just like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Enjoy your one cup. Coffee in the big leagues, Hogan, because I'm about to drop the elbow on you. That's right. I'm going to make it real crystal for you. Yeah, that's right. When I'm at the top a Space Mountain, I'm about to drop the elbow on you. One, two, three, and there's not nothing. Man, brother, digging nothing you can do about it. You sit there and you're just like, you know he's got those fucking, he had to have the extra big goggles on because his coke eyes would be fucking peering through. But I don't even know if he was on blow. You know, like, I think he was. I think enough people from that at, era say that he was fucked up most of the point, time. At some point, I think he definitely Hogan was. Hogan was a huge cokehead. The, and, like, and I can tell you that because I know him. The promos of Hulk Hogan and Macho Man together from the like early Just 90s are Just greased and oil right up slapping each other's pecs. Like, kill him, Hulk. Wait a second, they are absolutely insane. They're saying shit that makes no sense. They're just yeah. touching each other and the, the interviewer. fucking handshake. <laughs> Takes them like four minutes to yeah. do it. And they're just staring at their hands, licking their lips. Like, like there's been times I've partied with you guys that I feel like we've made the similar eye contact. And we're just, I remember partying with Mitch last year and he was so fucking sweaty. I'm like, I, I just busted out laughing. It was like the, we were in a heat wave or whatever. And he's like, no bro, I soaked my shirt. And I was just laughing because I didn't see him soak his shirt. And I look over and Mitch is like having a beer and he's just fucking like drenched his fucking t-shirt looked like he went in the pool with it yeah you know, I threw like, it in the sink and oh, then threw it back on Roddy Piper now that's a promo and that's a fucking other guy that I need, needs Roddy to go on Piper that list alright yo let best. me ask you guys this is my podcast now back on my own selfish <laughs> it's called back on my selfish what's bullshit. your question who's your all time favorite tag team DX wait Mine's the Rockers. DX. Or LOD. Which 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 two? In general. But that's not just a tag LH. team. That's a st- <laughs> we, but that's like, a stable. You might as well say WWF. Okay, was, right? Are we talking stables or tag teams? Uh tag teams. Then Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Okay. I think just because they did more fucking antics. You know, I think like, like pre Sean finding Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, videos. Mine, mine was Legion yeah. of Doom. Yeah, tell them Hawk. Or the Road Warriors. Yeah, Yeah. Rip Hawk. Rip Hamill. They're both dead. Yeah. But they were my favorite first. And then I would say. (laughs) 
I loved the Hardys when they were young. I was gonna Fuck. say, I think Hardys were my like first kind of favorites. Like yeah. just watching them, they were and nuts. Then, and then I started like realizing DX is like promos and antics. Oh and that's, yeah, that's when I was like, okay, I yeah, yeah. Like, the Hardys were never good on the mic. Was definitely the Rockers, Shawn Michaels yeah. and Marty Jannetty when I when oh, I was a kid. Yeah. Heart Foundation, Bret Hart and Jim the Anvil. Yeah. Uh, LOD, fuck yeah, man. Those guys, that fucking Doomsday device. You couldn't pay me enough to be a jobber to take yeah, that fucking move, that man. Looked like it fucking There's no fucking you. way to do that without it hurting. And like you could and tell, they didn't care. <laughs> like the cheaper the jobber, the harder that move would fucking yeah. sell. They'd be like, ah, this guy ain't coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they hurt those motherfuckers. Ah, uh, do- demolition. Do you know the demolition was was uh, axe and smash? Yeah, axe smash and then crush. Yeah, it was who, added. Who had a pretty successful singles run out of yeah. all three of them? Mm-hmm. Do you know that uh, Smash from Demolition was a Repo Man, Barry Darso? Yeah, I, think I, yeah, I read that. Yeah. I didn't Blacked know. Bully. Yeah, but guys, yeah. Who else? Uh, Don't the Clown was uh, fucking a few different people, but that guy, um, he passed away too. I fucking Doink was kind of cool. I went through a phase where I'm like, I like watching Doink versus Bam Bam with yeah. the Midgets on Survivor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I used to love, I used to rent the VHSs the, as a kid because I couldn't afford the pay-per-views and it was long after the fucking shows happened, but me and my friends would sit and we'd watch like Survivor Series on VHS or the Royal Rumbles and shit and I'd, I, I remember, that's when wrestling was dope. I remember once my friend got, it was WrestleMania 22. That's why I was oh, watching a bunch yeah. of them today. He got that it. Sean he, and Jericho. Uh, no, is it? I forget. Yeah, whatever. I forget a bunch of them, but that's like that's one of the Mick Foley and Edge hardcore oh, match. Oh yeah, dude. And uh, like I remember, like him coming over and be like, "Oh yeah, we're just gonna watch WrestleMania like again for like the tenth time." Yeah. Yeah. Oh, speaking of WrestleMania, how about N sixty four? No mercy. You I guys play, play w, like WrestleMania two thousand. Well, do you, what was your favorite wrestling game? Oh, probably uh, what was it? The just the backyard wrestling one that uh, oh no shit. ICP did. Yeah, you always see that one in the bargain bin at Walmart for like three dollars. Yeah, that oh, one's super so fun. Though. Yeah, oh, it's good. You uh, grab whatever you want. It's insane, like, actually. <laughs> for the day that it came out, man, it's so nuts. Yeah. Speaking of backyard wrestling, remember when I got that video of Cam doing the fucking elbow drop on the barbecue, and it, that was the end of that party? <laughs> I was yeah. like, we're shutting her down. I have it in yeah. slow motion. I'm gonna post it. We just recently. Good. I'm gonna post it with this too. podcast teaser. We did, we did just throw that out. And to my chagrin, I came back and there was no patio furniture here. They're like, Kyle's coming down and Cam's drinking. If there's a, <laughs> I'm the gasoline and you're the fire. Let's yeah. go. Fucking rights. And Mitch is the voice of reason. He's like, I'm going to bed. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> no, who so doesn't get enough recognition for wrestling in the 90s? This big boss man. <laughs> Big, big boss trailer, man, man. crazy. It's fucking right, man. Crazy. The boss yeah. man slam was such a wicked move. It flowed so smooth. Remember earthquake, typhoon, natural yeah. disasters, dude. And Mr. Perfect, like fuck, dude, they're Mr. all Perfect. dead. <laughs> when they're big, all when all big boss man was oh. fighting with Al Snow. Oh, puppy, the puppy. And the dog, man. And he ate him? He ate his dog Didn't on, they hang man. fucking boss man from a cage, too, and they got all, like, controversial? It was Undertaker yeah, Undertaker, versus Bot Man. And, uh, Undertaker hung him from man. a cage. and Big like I think he ended up passing out, and it wasn't. It was supposed to be safe, but something fucked up. <laughs> something went wrong. Yeah, something. And, and like Bossman actually like passed out, and they were still holding him there, thinking it was still the work or something. And like the crowd got real, real upset about that. Fuck and there was somebody else that they like did some sort of crucifixion thing with Stone Cold Steve Austin when they did it with the Ministry, and yeah, that was a big. Or Stephanie McMahon, right? Yeah, yes. it was crucifixing. 
It was oh, and they also did an ECW too. They crucifix Sandman, somebody, oh, yeah. and it was oh. By the way, Ravens flock. Ravens, another wrestler I loved. Fucking what a great mind for the business, man. I remember watching WCW and he would show up with this with his fucking flock, like Sad Boy and Kidman, and like yeah, fucking yeah. Perry Saturn. That guy was fucking oh. awesome. He hit some hard times. Have you ever seen that? What yeah, happened to him? Yeah, he like ended up, shit. yeah. Like, like, that guy had a wicked physique and he was a good wrestler. I remember beating the shit like out of a jobber. military or something, yeah. I think. Yeah. But Raven, uh, he used to be Scott, Scotty, uh, Scotty Flamingo. Oh, yeah. He was the manager for the Quebecers, remember? Johnny Polo. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 What? I don't know that. I don't know if that period. Oh, yeah. Well, it was like 95, Johnny Polo. Very short, short You'd run. remember if you see him, you'd oh, be okay. like, oh, yeah, Very I remember. short run. <laughs> he had like long curly hair and he had the polo and it was him versus Jim Cornette. Remember Jim Cornette? Oh, Jim Cornette. Yeah, that's I'm exactly, Jim Cornette is a shit. That's exactly what I remember him from. Jim ah, Cornette. Jim Cornette. <laughs> he's just going to talk shit about everybody yeah, else. Like, he's like, such a little shithead. Yeah. But he's, he's fucking knows what he's talking about. He's been around forever. Well, uh, anyway, uh, for anybody that's like loving the wrestling conversation, if, if any of these wrestlers that you're hearing about check out youtube and type their names and they've usually got podcasts of their own now and you get to hear all sorts of cool stuff about their like life on the road inside stories and stuff yeah i recommend um kevin nash's podcast is really good um also like uh broken skull sessions with stone cold steve austin's really fucking well done and uh jericho's got talk is jericho talk is jericho's a really good one too you know what else is actually a surprisingly good one Hmm. wrestling with freddie Oh, with fucking Freddie Prince Jr. No shit. Yeah, I watch uh, my. I like to watch. Uh, there's a guy called Wrestling Bios, and he does like cover. He makes these videos about like wrestling. Yeah, you should check it out. I'll link you. And uh, another guy too, Wrestling with Regret. You know that guy? No, I don't. Oh fuck, he's awesome, man. <laughs> Botchamania. Fuck, you've ever. Oh, Botchamania is hilarious, man. <laughs> it's just if you guys never seen Botchamania like wrestling, I'm sure you've seen it. But yeah, check out Botchamania on fucking YouTube. Okay, I'm going to segue us. Yeah, well, no more. <laughs> Let's go. All right. So, you're, you're heavy into horror movies, horror things. Uh, the, I'm, I'm going to sum it up by the like the aesthetic of it overall. What did that? When did that start? Like, oh, fuck, man. When I was like a kid, I remember the first, uh, like, seeing Nightmare on Elm Street. Hold up. And that hold shit. Up. Did you see, like, do you think you were predisposed to some seeing some horrific shit and it not being as traumatic yeah traumatic I'm not trying to get into like no, anything happening or did you go through some uh, hardcore uh, trauma no I'm just Anal. saying like, <laughs> I was still I'm, in I'm the just womb. saying like as a, you I, <laughs> I'm just saying as a yes or no you know like what do you think like <clears throat> yeah, like I feel like for me, like growing up, I I live I uh, yeah. Let's like talk I said, about we, it. no, we well, don't have to if you don't want. I grew to. up in a haunted house, and people think it's cool and shit. And like they're like, oh, where well, did I, you grow up? Old okay. Alberta. Okay. And my parents lived in this fucking like old two story house, and uh, yeah, so. The old hospital that used to be in Olds was literally built two doors down and it was converted into a house. And we lived two door, two houses to the left of it. And I remember living in this house growing up and uh, um, the footsteps would happen and the shower would turn off and on. And shit, it was never like an evil presence, but it was unsettling to, to be a fucking seven and live in this house. And I remember like the fucking scariest thing. I think I there's two stories. One of them 
it was my birthday party and we were playing in the basement and this basement on one half was kind of like finished and the other half was dirt floor and in the back there was this furnace and cold cellar and it looked like Blair Witch Basement. That's the best way I can do it. It looked okay. like Blair Witch yeah. Basement. And I remember we were playing fly, uh, hide and go seek in the dark with flashlights. And I remember sh going to the unfinished part and shining my flashlight into the far corner. And there was shelves. And there was fucking two people laying on the shelf. And I'm like, I found you. And I was, I was looking like in the fucking light of the flashlight. There was this fucking like kid, man. Oh, I get fucking goosebumps talking about the shit. He like creeps around the fucking like furnace he's like looking at me and I like look I'm like that doesn't look like anybody that I know and I like fucking scream dropped the flashlight my mom like came down and I'm like she thought I was full of shit how old were you uh, when like this happened? seven years old man and so you're downstairs by yourself yeah and you're just there with a flashlight and, like, but I was playing uh, like my birthday party so my friends were on the other side hiding like so we so were they looking. were also downstairs yeah but they didn't see it because I was the one looking yeah, okay, the so they were my friends experienced it too. Yeah, like oh, that. Shit. That same night, we I got walkie talkies for my birthday. Okay, and we were laying in bed. It was me, my brother, and my best friend Ryan that was sleeping in my room, and we had like two separate beds in the same room. And yeah. there was a shelf, and the walkie talkies on there. And we're talking, and all of a sudden, the walkie talkie just goes flying off the shelf, and we're just like, "What the fuck?" We like hit under the covers, man. Shit, bro, that's nothing, man. There was like a fucking like huge dry blood stain in the bathroom upstairs. That like my parents said was rust. Same, same night? No, but oh, like okay. that was the same night that happened. No, no. But, but the blood stain thing. was always there under this rug, man. I pulled it up one day and all this shit that ever happened was upstairs where my brother and me's bedroom was because you'd walk up the stairs and there's a common room and then his room on the right and mine on the left mm -hmm. and a bathroom up there followed by this creepy fucking attic. And I remember one night I was in bed and all of a sudden the, the bathroom light fucking turns on. And somebody like essentially uses the bathroom and I hear footsteps creaking closer to my fucking room to the point where I'm like, by now I should be able to see who it is. Cause like the footsteps are there yeah. and there was nothing there, man. And I just, this cold fucking, this cold, like, whew, like I can't do it. Oh fuck. I remember the cold spots of that house, man. I ran down the fucking stairs and my whole family's down there. And now oh, I'm like shit. fucking losing my shit. My parents never believe me, but get this. They had a consignment shop. In, in Olds where I grew up and one day this lady comes in she's like are you the Craigs that used to live at this address and my mom's like yeah why and she's like well I live in that house and I just wanted to ask you if like you ever experienced anything weird there my mom's just like went white because they never believed me with my brother he experienced it too yeah. like foot, footprints on his fucking window man like sideways footprints on like his fucking window like walked upwards he come in my room he's like Santa was here and I'm like what it was like fucking whatever like August whatever any time of the year and I'll go in there fuck there was footprints on his fucking walking on his thing man Doing like oh, as wild. if it was like the Batman crawling. I've never been so terrified in my life. And my parents, anyway, my parents are like, yeah, we used to live there. And my, the lady's like, did you ever experience anything paranormal? And my mom was like shocked because all of my life, my mom was like, you kids are making it up. Yeah. And that lady's like, she saw the ghost of a fucking young kid in the basement where I seen it. And a ghost of a fucking old man upstairs with, with all the footsteps were. And she said that that ghost, her mom was staying at the house visiting and that ghost fucking walked into the, her mom's room and sat on the fucking bed, man. And her mom was sitting there like, like she'll never go back. Oh, that's crazy. But I don't know like if the house had deaths, but I, I heard that there was a fucking death in the house from a, a, somebody's parent, like dad that died there from a heart attack. I don't know, but I, I, I still drive by that house and I just know when I drive, I'm like, that fucking place is haunted, man. Mm. There's no way that it's not fucking still haunted. Oh, yeah, it's still standing. Sure. It's been reno renovated shit, but that doesn't take the ghost. No. Out of it. 
so yeah that's paranormal but that's like and then mixing that with like i'd like fucking love 80 slasher movies freddy jason jason's my favorite which, which one was like the one that introduced you to it friday the 13th yeah yeah which one Part seven. Okay. The sleeping bag one where he smashes the chick. Cause I was, that was, I was, oh, a, yeah. <coughs> that movie, that's personally my favorite Jason too. Like the, the costume, the best costume. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, but, uh, and actually truthfully, no nightmare in Elm street was the first horror movie I saw, but I was so little. The only thing I remember was how fucking terrifying that movie was. And I, I'll still watch nightmare in Elm street one and be like, fuck yeah. Like this movie is mm -hmm. so creepy. Freddie wasn't like a joke and not a punchline yet. And he was like, yeah, he was legit. The soundtrack scary. was really well. Like when yeah. he comes out of the fucking wall, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? The first one I ever remember seeing, and I don't remember it fully, was Hellraiser. Oh fuck! Oh, my I fucking, always forget about Hellraiser. My fucking dad showed me that one, man. And like, I think I was a little too young to like take it all in, but fuck, it was scary. All the Cenobites and how they come out <laughs> yeah. and shit. It was just fucking. That's a lot of shit to take in. It's like I think I was like, and, well. That one, like, that's got a complex story. Yeah, to it too. like I didn't really. Can we cut around it? You're fine. Yeah, we'll be fine. Yeah, we right. do it most times because everybody's drinking. You oh, can shit. piss. Sorry, it's all good. Uh, yeah, I can't fucking hold it. Did <laughs> <laughs> you cut around though? Yeah. No, we leave it in. Oh shit. Yeah. We go raw. We go raw. I got Yeah. No. Yeah. That one's got a. Like a yeah, a complex storyline. Yeah, like I remember, I didn't really, um, I couldn't comprehend what the fuck was going on. I know that much, mm -hmm. but like, I just remember a lot of like visually, it was really fucking weird. And I don't know, I had I haven't seen it even recently, but I have watched it since. I rewatched it actually, not too long. Ago. Is it like? Is there a lot of blood? And I'm not saying like I as can't in like remember which one it is, but there is one scene. There's not a whole like a crazy amount of blood. It's not really like a. Th it's not a thrash. No, 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 no. But I mean, like in some parts, they yeah. use it as like shock value yeah, thing more than like. I, that's that. exactly what I'm trying okay. to think. There's one scene that's kind of like that. Yeah, because like I remember it was more like that. Like there mm -hmm. was like parts that would happen where I was like, "This is very visually shocking for someone my age." But yeah, uh, and then there was this one. There's this second one that I seen. It was like some movie where they were stuck in a cube. Stuck in a cube? Yeah, they were like inside this cube and horrific shit was happening to them. But I don't. I, I was also very young. That's all I really remember. Remember Night of the Living Dead or Return of the Living Dead? Those uh, movies, Return of the Living Dead was awesome. Return was really good. Yeah, I remember Send that one. Um, and then like, I think the, the first time I really got into like... And I guess I don't know if they're horror movies. I guess I like more slasher because, like, I loved Hostel and shit. Oh, oh, yeah, like Guillermo del Toro's, like, fucking... Yeah. That shit fucking unsettles me, man. There's been times that I've, like, been, like, on tour, like, and I'm, like... <clears throat> I remember, like, um, the fucking... Infest Festival. That's the festival that we you played in Bradford in the UK. Hey. I was like, I met a girl at the festival that I ended up dating actually for like eight months and I would travel to fuck the UK like from here to fucking spend time with her in London, which I, if I might add, like if you've never been to London, go check it out. It's beautiful. But I remember like leaving the dorms where everybody from the festival was staying and walking back to my hotel in a foreign country with like fucking Jack the Ripper ass fucking castles everywhere <laughs> at like four in the morning, dude. Yeah, fucking scary shit, man. Like, uh, like it's creepy. I remember seeing like uh, we went to um, 
fucking Jack Jack the Ripper's uh, Chelsea fucking. What the fuck am I talking about? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you that. I one. don't know, but we could. We can. Jack the Ripper. Like, we, I went and saw like when I was in London. We went and saw the fucking street that like oh, Chelsea yeah, yeah. Street. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. I I don't um, remember the name of the street. Uh, yeah, where like, I went and saw where Jack, all the Jack the Ripper murders happened. Yeah. Right? And it was like fucking, there was a weird energy there, dude. And oh, like right now, like, and it still stands. Um, I'm just trying to Google this right now real quick. So I could tell you where it was. <laughs> White chapel. Yeah. Cause I'm like, it was named after a band. So White Chapel's White named chapel. after yes. fucking, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we went there and like, it's to, to, to think that like, just like under like a, di- like a century ago, there was like fucking grotesque, like hookers being fucking filleted down there. And then you're just like, they're like having a fucking soda. Be like, Oh fuck. <laughs> Murder. So when did like the, cause if it started in movies, <coughs> when did it start like expressing outward of <laughs> movies? You know, what's weird, man. I like the whole goth and like horror aspect of my life. Ever since I was a kid, like I loved weird, different music too. Like I was always into synth pop, Depeche Mode, like oh, fucking yeah. a new order, like stuff. Like my mom raised me on like cool music. My mom had a good taste. I remember listening to Def Leppard. I'm still a huge fan. Motley Crue. My mom was like a rocker, but like, um, the horror stuff, like the cure, when I found about the cure and I watched The Crow, oh my God, I'm one of those guys oh, like the, the, crow? the Crow? That's a fucking. I watch that movie uh, every year just to pay respects and rip to Brandon yeah. Lee, man. Like, fucking that movie, I just watched it like two weeks ago and I'm like, it still holds up. Oh, it does. And people want to remake it and they're like, I'm going to get Bradley Cooper or Jason Momoa and I'm like, you are not fucking doing you know, anything with that fucking movie. They are remaking it and it's the guy that played Pennywise. In the new it. Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. No, I can. You know what? I'll give it a shot because Bill Skarsgård from it nailed it. He did. Fucking yeah. dude, I I hate to say it, like I like the original Pennywise miniseries for TV, but they knocked it out of the park. I thought it too was a little bit, yeah, a little bit fucking carried away. It was away. forced because they made money off the first. <laughs> the one. The first yeah. one was well done, it though, was man. Very well. I mean, done. I, 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 like, I had low expectations. Yeah. But like uh, Bill Skarsgård to me, way better Pennywise than Tim Curry, and no disrespect, but yeah, like absolutely. Oh yeah. Just, he's got that extra creepy factor. Yeah, too. dude, and like they went into more detail from the book too. I yeah. like Stephen King. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, Pennywise would. Fuck and turn into like the <gasps> creepiest creatures. Yeah, and, like, yeah his and he face was creepy. Would morph, get fucked. <clears throat> what did you guys? Uh, th- what was your favorite Stephen King movie growing up? Mine was probably mine, like mine was it. P- Pet Cemetery. Mine was it. Yeah, it was good. Like yeah, because it was that was. I don't like, even I, know what movies are Stephen King's movies. Do you know that Stephen? Did Stephen King not write Stand by Me? He did write Stand by Me. It's called The Body. I'm pretty sure. You, you know what? He was involved in I it. I could see the dark side of that <laughs> and see how Stephen King would do it. Ray Brower and shit. Like yeah. the kid being, that was a great movie, by the oh, way. Was coming of Age. Movie. That was the first Coming of Age movie I ever saw was Stand By Me. I'm like, yeah. I used to love that movie as a kid. <laughs> Fucking. I we grew up in a weird era finding movies. dead bodies with my friends. I remember like growing up with like Twister and like fucking Independence Day. Twister. Twister was a cool movie though when it came out. Fucking the CGI was so amazing. Twister was sick. The funny yeah. thing about Twister is the uh, the trailer for it with the cow whips around. Yeah. That ain't in the movie. 
Isn't it? I thought it <laughs> that was. That ain't in the movie. They're like cow, and they're like another cow, and it's like it's the same cow. No. Oh, what that the fuck? ain't in the movie. That's just That's in the some trailer. Fucking Mandela shit right there. Not guys. even. They've they've said right from the get go that they weren't. They didn't put it in the movie. I don't know why they spend extra money on the trailer, but it's not in the movie. <laughs> but back to like the goth shit and stuff. Like I went through. Yeah, like I've always loved it. And then like when I played with strangers, and I remember playing our first like terminus festival here in Calgary that was at hosted at Dickens. It was the first time I ever got to play around bands that I grew up listening to, man. Like I remember playing with a band called three teeth and meeting the guys, hang out with drab majesty. Um, and like, I fucking hate saying this shit and I don't talk about it a lot cause it sounds super egotistical, but I, I completely like digress from that aspect. And I'm speaking simply as a fan of, of music and bands that like I idolized and like got me to where I'm at that I'm so fucking lucky. A birthday massacre. Mm-hmm. fucking played mm-hmm. with them had shared pizza with them we're like hanging out and shit and i was like this is the c- fucking cool man like the coolest thing ever and um but yeah like writing goth music like i, I never thought we were goth we were just dark pop like 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 hellraiser meets lady gaga like fucking interesting <laughs> Nine Inch Nails meets lady gaga with more hooks than hellraiser like fucking that was kind of like what i felt like we wrote and I still like, I, yeah, like it's, it's, it's hard not like the reason I write what I write now with some of it's kind of like, uh, like, like R and B kind of hip hop stuff. It's like, how do you like leave strangers and you are the instrumentalist in the production and you try to write something different that doesn't sound like strangers with a different singer. Yeah. That's the, the hard part. Yeah. You no, know? I, I could see that. And I like, I, I, I've difficult wrote difficult to work around. Yeah. So like, I try, like for me, my influences lately are like, I've been listening to a lot of trap metal, like the new bring me the horizon. Like I listen to everything, like a lot of ambient, like fucking EDM, but the goth is always there. But I, I just feel like it's kind of like a, a fucking cliche market now where everybody thinks they're a spooky witch. Cause it says so on their fucking kill star t-shirt. You know what I mean? <laughs> ah, and like, I can't fucking help and no shade on you if you have a shirt like this, but when it says like hail Satan and all this shit, I'm just like, we get it, dude. You vape. <laughs> they're black craft clothing. Black craft. I, I was all about it, but then I like, I look at it. I'm like, shit. It's like, terrible. It's awful. And I've kind of like, it is, man. Like, I no, no, it is to me. And I used to wear it. I'm guilty of saying this. But like, fuck, man. Like, you're not goth. Like, you're just fucking, you have Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's absolutely what it is. Oh, like. this fucking Killstar dress that says I'm so spooky. Which is spooky, which is do it better. Yeah, because my black nail polish and my coffee mug has a fucking crescent moon on it. Like, okay, Stacy. Because hail Satan drink coffee. Hail Satan drink coffee. That's right. <laughs> okay, getting back to the question though. So, like, when oh, did shade. when and how did it like start coming outward? And like, Maria brought it out for sure. Okay. But like, I also like we we influenced each other. Like, uh, I got right into the scene, and that, that was what was like up and coming at the time. Like. But I also, I, I love the emotion of goth music. I love, I love like uh, shoegaze. You know, the genre shoegaze kind of like. I'm familiar with Like it. heavy chorus guitars, like, yeah. like uh, dark wave, dark pop. Um, I still listen to it. I'll go through phases. I love retro wave too, like 80s fucking like uh. fucking electronic. Like, yeah, like I, to me, like, I don't know. Like, I'm just a nerd like that. I just love Music that like synth, uh, synth man, synth is a beautiful instrument. Yeah, and like uh, take my breath away by Berlin, the synth and that don 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 don. You wanna you wanna hear something cool? Think about that synth line, that very instrument, and listen to some of Post Malone's cur- current fucking music, like uh, 
Sunflower. And what you're going to find is that same fucking synth bass that they used for the hook in Take My Breath Away is the same fucking synth instrument that they used for Post Malone Sunflowers. Like, that's the cool oh, thing yeah. that I love. And I love synth for that reason. Like, and I'll go home and I'll, I'll be able to, like, emulate. And, like, I know those synths, like, because I play synth, by the way. <laughs> what, what if I shoot this synth at you? Flock of Seagulls. That's the guitar? Which one are we talking this, about? The Ran So Far. And I ran so far. No, that's a lot of like delayed guitar. No, there's, that's synth. It's synth as fuck. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. the fucking strings. Yeah. yeah. Like I should have brought my synth and done a live tonight. <laughs> so people know I'm not fake. No, that's cool. No, yeah, but my problem is, is like it. coming across as authentic in a, in a, in a place. In, in your life and like uh, where like the more that you do the less you want to fucking talk about it because like for me I don't I, this, this is the first time I've ever opened up about a lot of this stuff in a long time because people either like get like for me it's not I don't talk about it because I don't want to be braggadocious or like fucking prideful man and I have no, I feel like people like or like, oh, I wish I could do that and it's like I don't fucking like I don't meet a lot of people to live the life that I've got to live just like you guys you guys mm -hmm. live your lives your way and it's like I've said this to Mitch before I like it's nice to be able to talk about this stuff without sounding like I, I want people to like bow down because that's not it at all yeah it's no, just I, a, lot, I know. a lot of people that are doing what I'm doing like I've done a lot of people get married and fucking work jobs and I trust me like I, I'm not a rock star I'm not fucking famous. I'm like small town famous, but like I work a fucking job nine to five or there, seven to five. There's nothing wrong with having a job. There's nothing wrong with no. Like not I, I want to be real and calm down though. Like I am not a fucking famous or a rock star or anything special. I'm just somebody that had like really op awesome opportunities in life, and I'm so fucking grateful and blessed to have had them. But like as far as like carrying myself like I'm some fucking dude like here's a guy like everyone else I'm just a guy well, looking yeah, for a girl I think shoot it, your HGH one mil at a time that's right I think I just it's one like, ass cheek man I would say even for myself like I've had I've got the opportunity to do some crazy awesome things but like and quite often and kind of do what I want in my most of my adult life but it's came with extreme consequences mm -hmm. and lows at the same time oh, you know sure, yeah. like there's nothing wrong with having a job. There's nothing wrong with chasing your dream. Whatever you do and you do well and it makes you happy at the end of the fucking day, that's what you should do. Thank like, you. And that's what we're, we're, we'll wrap this up with that today. Be yeah, happy, yeah. yeah. Bless, man. Well, we can wrap it up with be happy. I'll cheers to that. I'll cheers we'll to that. Like, you know what makes me happy? I haven't seen these two fucking mofos in like almost a year. And it makes me happy and grateful that they allowed me on the podcast back on our bullshit and yeah it's nice uh, to be able to make it all about me and get fucking invited to do it so yeah man well, um, it's been a blessing having you here but uh, where can people follow you and what, check your, what music you got before we wrap this up alright sounds good uh, I'm at X Young Classic X at Instagram I keep my social media short uh, there's a link in my bio to all my music videos and all my musics and all my OnlyFans. It's just a picture of me with the OnlyFans I owned for air conditioning, but I'm looking to afford more after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it, man. I just got IG, man. I'll keep it real simple. So, at X, all lowercase, Young Classic, X, Instagram. All one word. Yeah. And it's a private account, so. <laughs> so you got to request that shit. I got baby mama's looking for money. All right, man. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah keep thanks it. for coming by. You're welcome.